0: Welcome to Economic Development Secrets, where economic developers from across the country spill their secrets to our host, Nicole D'Souza. You'll hear firsthand accounts from economic developers in the trenches, from what works to what doesn't work, how deals come together, or how deals go bad. You'll hear everyone's economic development secrets. Welcome to Economic Development Secrets. This month's special guest is Kelly Kinsey Overby, Business Retention and Expansion Director for the Longview, Texas Economic Development Corporation. She discusses the methods they take to ensure that business retention and expansion is their priority and that businesses turn to the EDC whenever they need assistance. Here is our interview with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Nicole of course of course will you start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself please
1: well my name is kelly kinsey overby and i work at the longview texas economic development corporation um in longview texas i am a, a little over ten-year veteran in the economic development uh, area i've been with uh, longview economic development my entire career i started in uh, 2007 and um, my education is probably a little different than most folks, but I do have a, a business degree uh, from Laterno University, which is one of our local universities. I went through the adult program. I started a little bit late. I didn't go to college, so I was 36. Uh, I received my master's degree in public administration from the University of Texas at Tyler, and I had just completed that when I started to work at um Economic Development. And so that's a little bit about me.
0: Very neat. Well, can you tell us a little bit about Longview Economic Development?
1: Sure. Longview uh, is, well, we're located in the northeast part of uh, Texas along Interstate 20, about two hours east of Dallas and one hour west of Shreveport, Louisiana. We're a um, diverse economic base of manufacturing crude petroleum, and natural gas extraction, mining, healthcare, education, and a lot of services that support those. And Long Economic Development was created uh, in the early 90s under the Texas Development Act of nineteen in 1979 for the purpose of creating and retaining uh, primary jobs. So we have a, a, a board that is elected uh, by our mayor and city council. We are a part of the city, but actually kind of a sister of the cities, and we work on the sales tax, that uh, working 2% sales tax that is collected, and we create jobs to help our community.
0: Well, and then your role at the Longview EDC is business retention and expansion director, right?
1: That is correct, and I'm also, um, to add to that, uh, the talent director, workforce development area. I, I have both roles.
0: Great. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the projects and tactics you do with both roles? I know um, a lot of times with economic development, people get so focused on recruitment that they'll forget the workforce development or the BRE aspects of it.
1: Well, and, and, you know, that was one of the things I was going to say earlier. I think that's one of the strengths of our organization is that we focus on more than just the recruitment we have a large focus on our retention and expansion expansion of local companies, as well as the commitment to their workforce development, because we feel that workforce excellence is important as the companies grow. And we also recognize that 65% or more of the growth in our community is created by our existing businesses. And so as the business retention expansion director, I find it um, extremely important that we build relationships with our local companies. I know one of the things you had asked in some of the questions was what's the ratio that we have with recruitment and the local businesses. And currently we have seven companies that we're working on uh, growth. They're wanting to expand their companies and add jobs. On the other hand, we have about three prospects that we're working with. So you can see the difference, uh, you know, the how much, how important our existing businesses are because we were constantly having to build those relationships. I've been uh, working, at, since I've been at Lico. I started out in the workforce development area. I actually, um, because of our VRE work, we realized that our companies needed a better uh, workforce um, pipeline. And so the... High school students were not getting taught or educated on the types of jobs that were being created in our community. And so I was hired as a recruiter and to go into the schools and teach them about the different types of jobs that are available to them and not just those four year degree pathways. So I created a program called um, Career Choices in East Texas, and I presented that to about a thousand kids a year. And so we were trying to create that pipeline to educate students on that. Working with our local companies, a lot of them actually presented with me because we also have a human resource alliance group that we work with and that's, that's part of my job as well is to meet with those HR groups so that we know what the needs are in our community. And then our BRE program, we work really hard to meet with our CEOs and plant managers at least once a year so that we know their needs and what's going on with them. And now something arises, you know, during that, t- that yearly, that break, then of course we meet with them uh, much faster. And then we continue the relationships with the HR managers as well. We, we find it very important to keep those relationships growing at all times.
0: That's very neat. Oh, I especially love what you were saying about being a recruiter um, and really just educating the high school students. That's so important. We think
1: it is, um, and we still strive to get the information to them. Um, I actually serve on an, um, within our community, there are organizations that work to do that type of thing, and so I serve on a board that uh, hosts a career expo every year, and this is for the junior students in our area, and we bring together all of the employers in the area, as many as we can get there, And, and and that focus is, all types of careers, from healthcare to manufacturing and and um, anything in between, to get students aware of what their opportunities are after high school.
0: Very neat. That is a wonderful program. Well, speaking of education a bit, um, but going in a different direction, you have done a good, a good amount of economic development classes, right?
1: I have. I I went through a. Uh, I've taken a couple classes with the IEDC as well as um, I have graduated from OUEDI and Very I just finished my, thank you. And I just finished my second year with CDI.
0: Very neat. Um, are you pursuing your CDI certification as well? I am pursuing my certification in that. And I will be taking my
1: CECD, CECD exam in September.
0: Oh, good luck. You're going to have to let me know how that goes. We will see.
1: We all (laughs) know the passing rate for that is a little scary. So
0: (laughs) It's very intimidating. (laughs) Extremely intimidating. Where do you mostly get leads from?
1: We receive leads from several areas. Um, There's four probably just the top. The governor's office sends out leads. And those are the they're they're vetted a little bit to a particular area that they think fits with the project. Um, We actually just received one earlier, uh, a few minutes before this call, and you know it has the particulars needed for the project. And at that point, you can see if you fit or if you don't, or if you have the piece of property they're looking for and in the one we just got, we actually did not because they needed 100 acres with rail and that's not something we have, so we just move on. Another way is cold calls. There's usually two or three a month that maybe one, I guess, Some maybe, no, we usually get more every month uh, that someone calls in to look for um, land or a building that we may have. Other things are, of course, the VRE visits. Uh, those relationships it's you know they those companies in your area need to know who to call first and that that first phone call should be to their economic development office And our our companies know to call us first before they start a project
0: that's great that's such a healthy relationship
1: exactly if you don't have those relationships then they're gonna just it's just the it's broken the system Mm -hmm. is broken
0: absolutely Um,
1: one of the other ways that we're doing uh, our recruitment for our foreign direct investment is that Longview uh, is now a member of the EAIC, which is a European American Investment Council. And this European Council assists us with visits of European companies and trade shows to help with our foreign direct investment. Um, actually, uh, my uh, our president and vice president we're in Germany this week in Hannover-Messi at a trade show, and they had actual visits with companies while they were there that were set up through this uh, council.
0: Very neat. Very neat.
1: It is. It's exciting that we're actually getting into the companies and talking to the CEOs of foreign companies that want to look – because that's the – foreign direct investment is getting uh, – It's it's kind of the buzz – and people are wanting to come into America now and have their manufacturing uh, businesses here. And so we're working to get them in Longview.
0: That's great, very exciting. That's a great project for you guys. It is, it is, and uh,
1: Diane and Wayne are doing a great job at the the visits.
0: Yeah, do you guys do a lot of regionalism in your area? We
1: have a couple of regional groups. We have the I-20 regional group, that is a group of economic developers that are located on Interstate 20. And we do a couple of events together every year to meet with site selectors. And then we have another group that is uh, the right corner of Texas. And it is put, it's put together with um, our AEP SWEPCO uh, group. And they, we go to a couple of um, trade shows each year together as a regional group. So those are our two major regional groups that are, they're just not extremely active, but a couple of things every year, we do something with them.
0: Well, what type of incentives do you guys offer?
1: Our incentives uh, are cash grants and land grants. And we also work with the city and county for tax abatements for companies. But each project is based on their capital investment as well as employment um, numbers that they're going to add uh, to our community. Um, And so we, every, there's no cookie cutter uh, incentive. Everything is project based.
0: Right. Okay, well, and then I assume that since you have such a strong BRE program that after um, a project win and the company settled in your community, you probably follow up with the company after that?
1: Absolutely. And and that was something I found interesting in your, uh, in the questions because I like that thought For us, it is important that we have a checks and balance system. So when we have a performance agreement with a company, they have to abide by the performance agreement. So they have an annual check. And so every year uh, they have to provide us records of their capital investment, as well as records of their employment that meets. And then those, those items are checked by a third party auditor and they then they tell us yes they have made their investment as well as their uh, employment numbers and then we write a check. There's no money given up front. Everything is uh, based on if they make their agreement numbers. And that way the company there's you don't have to worry about those callbacks because everything is done up front, so you don't have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, that is so smart. And it seems like more and more municipalities are actually moving towards this area because clawbacks have just gotten so difficult to manage.
1: I would think so. I mean, just the thought of having to go back and in the company having to pay back money, I mean, that just makes it even harder on them. So it's better if they don't get the money. Right. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I totally agree it must, with you. Right,
1: And most of our companies understand because, I mean, we'll have companies that will call and say, we didn't make it. So there's no point in us, you know, giving it back, but they know that the incentive was there. And so if they would have made their numbers, they would have definitely got the, the check. Right. And there's some, even if our performance agreement, uh, it say we usually try to do them from three to five years and we split, we divide that up over that time and they make, um, well, a particular goal each year. So if they made, they can make it one year in year one, but not make it year two, they can still make year three and still get the check for year three that has missed year two.
0: Oh, okay. That's great. So,
1: yeah. So it's not an all or nothing, mm-hmm. which actually I think is a good thing for the company.
0: I agree. Well, and definitely less intimidating too, when you're working on the initial agreement, because I mean, if you, you know, make year one and then lose year two, and then, you know, the rest of the the, what, you know, three to five years are out. I mean, how difficult and how stressful too.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and I I feel, and I think the rest of our board and uh, the rest of our staff feel, it's, we want the companies to make it. We want everybody to have a, it all to be a win-win. And so we, we try really hard to set our performance agreements based on very uh, nominal numbers so that there's less stress on the companies. No, We don't wanna set anybody up to, for failure.
0: Right, that's great. Well, would you mind um, sharing with us about a project that you've worked on?
1: Well, there's been um, a few projects we've done in the last couple of years. Um, and one, I, I was not the lead on this project, but it's our last win. And Diana was our lead on the project, but it was definitely, we do everything as, a, uh, you know, we're, we're a team. So our last win was the Dollar General Distribution Center. It's about a million square feet with 400 jobs. And they just started building
0: in December. That's very neat. How did you hear about them?
1: Right. That lead was sent to us through the governor's office.
0: Great. And then how long did it take from that first conversation to you guys, um, ultimately working through the project um, and then breaking ground? So we we res- probably didn't have the
1: first conversation. Um, when we first got the project, we sent in a proposal to the governor's office.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: actually, to tell you the truth, we they came for a site visit last spring. And then we were eliminated. Oh, wow. And there- and there was uh, a a community close by that was selected and I think they were working with them and then decided to revisit Longview. Mm -hmm. And we were called and uh, said they really wanted to come back and talk to us again. So this was last summer and by by June, I think they had uh, actually selected us And so then we started working on the incentive and the package and what they were going to be doing. And they actually located in one of our business parks. And, um, you know, there's always some issues and when you're in East Texas, um, you have properties that have pipelines and that was kind of their concern. But we worked through that with them, working with them and the oil company and the uh, site development uh, their engineer, that kind of thing, and relieve the pressure from that. You know, every project's different, and you have to work through those um, situations and make it work for the for the company.
0: Right, absolutely. Well, congratulations. That sounds like such an exciting project.
1: It is, and they actually broke ground in December, so they're uh, already putting up the big walls, and the concrete is still being poured.
0: Very neat. Do you know what the estimated um, completion date will be for construction? It will be,
1: I think they're supposed to start hiring next spring, 2019 spring.
0: Great. Oh, well, how exciting. I'll have to check in with you um, in a few months yeah. and see how it's going.
1: We're, it, we're excited about it. It's one of our biggest projects.
0: That is exciting. Well, Kelly, I have a few wrap-up questions for you. Okay. The first one is, what is your biggest economic development secret to success for other economic developers out there listening?
1: I thought about this, and I feel recruitment is necessary. However, I feel that the most important part of economic development is not forgetting your local companies. They provide a large part of your growth in jobs. You have to know them, know their needs, and find ways to provide resources to meet those needs. Whether that be expansion, developing a a viable workforce, these things are important. It's vital and the economic developers need to know what they have in their community so they can provide those resources.
0: Perfect. Well, and then are there any economic development resources that you would recommend to the audience?
1: Well, definitely I uh, use Impact Data Source. It's great when we're working on projects Using the uh, impact data helps us to be able to create a package for every project. And it's great to see the impact it's going to make on your community. So we appreciate the work that Impact Data Source does. Other things that I've you know, I've used, um, not so much programs or blogs or reading people's things. I, I love to do uh, webinars, go to conferences. And meeting with people that um, n- have been doing this for a while and getting that advice from them. Honestly, you learn a lot from your peers. You do, and you know attending conferences and and just learning what has worked in the in the past, mm-hmm. seeing if, if that works for your uh, project as well, and to know how you can put that into play in your organization.
0: Right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, my last question is, what is your favorite hobby? <laughs> that
1: would be, well, I have a couple of things that I love to do and that's, well, spend time with my family. I have, uh, we, we have a blended family and I have grandchildren and then I love to do, uh, redoing furniture and decorating
0: my farmhouse. Oh, how fun. Well, Kelly, thank you so, so much for taking the time to join us today on the podcast. I love everything that you shared, and I know our listeners are gonna find it very interesting and very helpful as well. So um, we really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you, Nicole, for uh, asking me and having me on your podcast.
0: Economic Development Secrets is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.impactdatasource.com.